Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. We get to do another fun interview tonight. Why? Because it is Wednesday, and on Wednesday nights, that's typically when we like to have all of our fun interviews. We have somebody a little bit different. They're not. They're technically an off-road rider because of the fact that they ride dirt bikes. But luckily enough, we get to talk with Ryan Morris tonight. Ryan Morris is motocross supercross rider. Um, you know, with the fame of his his wreck with Trey Kennard. Uh, obviously, he was well known before that, but that really just kind of boosted his name, unfortunately, into the news. We'll maybe find out a little bit about that. He may not want to talk about it, and that's okay if he doesn't. But at the same time, we've got all kinds of fun stuff to talk about because he's the new team manager of the Star Valley Yamaha team. And I, I want to know more about that. I know you guys want to know more about that. So first off, uh, just Ryan, I know, how's it, how's it going tonight? How's your evening going? Yeah, everything's going good. Um, just we had a long day of testing today at the track. I actually rode today. I, I helped do some of the riding and testing side of everything still. So it's uh, it's going really good to be able to um, help the younger kids on our team and kind of eliminate some stuff that they don't necessarily uh, need to need to do. So we're able to kind of thin things down that we know work and what don't work and able to give them the best packages that we could come up with. So it kind of um, lets them continue training and doing what they need to do. And then when we do test with them, we know that we have everything lined up that's the best available. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, – I, I have to admit to the fact that I did just about as much research as physically possible on this. I have to say you made me very nervous. Um I think that there's just a lot that kind of went on with all the Trey Kennard stuff like that, with the big wreck, um, kind of where you were at with that stuff, and the fact that you know we've started having interviews and shows with people that are a little bit more well-known, and it makes me nervous. So if I screw up and say anything dumb, you are more than welcome to call me out and make fun of me for it, and uh, we'll just kind of continue to move on. I did listen to the Steve Matthews show that you did a couple weeks ago multiple times. Yep. I'm not trying to recreate any of that. Matthews does his own thing. And, you know, I, I, I look better than him. I'm just going to say it. I think it's possible. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I think it's one of the things that I caught from that, though, was the fact that you still ride. Um, we're going to I think it, it's interesting how you kind of came into this new team manager role. You're still very young. There are not very many team managers out there that are your age. So the fact that you're still in your mid-20s as a team manager for essentially one of the largest privateer teams out there, but you guys have factory support, so I don't even know if you'd be considered a privateer team. Does that, do you feel that you, you might not be up to the task, or do you think you have a completely different outlook than, say, guys that are 20 years you know, your senior? Well, um... I wish I was mid twenties. Actually, I'll turn thirty in February. Woo! So it's okay, I don't look it, I'm but I'm a bit older than most people think. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that pretty boy face. So, but um, yeah, we're not really we're not considered a privateer team. Um, we got factory backing from Yamaha, and uh, they give us a lot of support. And it is a big role for me for sure. Um, with everything that I. Uh, want to do for the team and offer to them with working with the riders and testing and, and developing the bike and then not only doing that you know the team manager side of stuff like taking care of the flights making sure sponsors uh doing the bike graphics okay, like approving all that stuff that's kind of what i've been going through all this week and 
Um, we, we used to be star Valley, but we are no longer star Valley. We're just star racing. Um, the two teams only merged from one year and we separated this year. So we're two separate teams. Mm -hmm. And, um, so star racing is kind of back to its original form that it was as just a lights. Okay. Before that merger. Okay. See, and unfortunately when I was trying to do all my research to make sure I had it right, I completely fucked it up and my mind just went the other way. So that sucks, but Hey, I'm going to get it right. And so that's interesting. Okay, so because that was when you guys wound up with like the seven different riders, right? Last year, yeah, yeah. Valley, like last year when we merged, that's kind of what brought the 450 rider side okay. to it. So with the separation and going back to the original program, it's just lights bikes only now. So there's no 450 guys. Um, and we actually did it a lot different this year, and I'm really excited about the way we made the program. We're going to have Kyle Cunningham on the West Coast and only him. So it gives us really uh, time to focus on one rider and give him everything he needs. And then we have Jeremy Martin riding the East Coast for us. So it's just a really good program to give each rider a lot of attention and everything they need and to provide really good uh practice bikes right. to them because we don't have four guys so we don't need so many parts so we're able to supply them with uh a lot closer to a race bike with the least like less amount of parts that we have to use now yeah and uh that's it, that was definitely something that i heard you guys talking about on multiple interviews in uh on the mathis show and stuff like that i i think I mean, obviously, he asked it, and I asked it as well. I think I asked it a little bit different in the sense that, you know, you had an unexpected injury in the fact that you landed on another rider, and, you know, you were out for the rest of the season, and then, you know, possibly that might have been caused, you know, part of the reason you retired early. I mean, does, do you not think that any kind of that history that you've gone through doesn't make you plan differently for having no backup riders or kind of – or have you guys found, you know – a plan for that moving forward like in the past two weeks like i mean if say if somebody were to get uh, hurt but you know obviously it could happen so yeah i mean obviously anything can happen um that's something that we would obviously discuss more if, if we got stuck in that situation right. and hopefully we don't um not that i want we have both <laughs> of our riders out here in california right now and they both look really really good so i'm super super excited to go racing with these guys i think um with what we've done with the team this year and kind of change the program, I think it's going to really surprise a lot of people and and uh, have high expectations for my riders for this year. And um, definitely, like, going back a little bit with, you know, being injured and, and going through everything that I went through uh, this year with what happened. And I was very fortunate that, you know, Bobby – came to me about this, and I kind of had like a little trial run yeah. <laughs> um, as team manager at the end of the Nationals. So I, I got a little taste of it before I like fully committed in. So I, I finished out the last two months of Nationals as team manager at the team and then just really thought about it, and um, Bobby just gave me an opportunity that was, was too good to pass up, and with me – kind of getting, you know, to the older side for a motocross racer right. being in the 30s, it was like I was more worried about building a solid future that I can, you know, build on and and have something solid for a long time. And I feel like this is the right route for me. And um, I'm very happy and, and with everything that I did in my racing career. And 
um, I'm able to, I think I, I accept it. So I'm able to right. move forward and, and focus on this next chapter. Hell yeah. Well, uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic chapter. I think that you moving forward as a writer, where you've been and the accomplishments that you've had, um, the team has already done well up to the fact of where you're at now joining it when before the Nationals. And they've already done well in the Nationals and now you coming forward. <laughs> One of the questions I have about the fact that you know, your retirement was a little, I guess, not uh, kind of sudden. Um, everybody saw you coming back riding, like, yes, awesome, he's gonna, he's gonna come back too. Um, and so, do you think that anything? Did you lose a mental edge? That, that's a weird question, and the reason why I kind of ask it is because there, say, like with James Stewart, like he seems different. He's had weird wrecks and stuff like that. Now, and I know as a writer. That, you know, after I had my concussion, you know, and I'm nobody, just a enduro cross rider in Texas. But after I had my concussion, I, I, I never really could ever get back there. And so I'm wondering on y'all's professional level, if that did, did anything like that come into play for you? Or, you know, was it just really just a better opportunity that you wanted to uh, look at? I mean, I definitely like I had some a really bad post-concussive syndrome where I was kind of in my own world for two or three months. So it was pretty rough there for a while, like after the injury and, and definitely um, rough on my family and, and my wife. And we, you know, we had a six month old son at the time. And so it was, it was definitely, um, I guess an eye opener to what's really important in life to me. And uh, my family is, is very high up to me. So it's just uh, like I can't really say I've lost the mental edge because when I ride, I feel good. Right. Like I'm like I'll go out there and ride and, and feel great, and I don't think twice about jumping anything, and like everything's good. But I also know as a professional athlete, practicing and racing is completely different. Okay. So um, I can't really say like if if there is something there, I don't know, and I probably won't ever know because. I'm kind of moved on, yeah. so and um, I'm very happy about moving on and and doing what I'm doing and and looking forward to helping these kids and and getting race results through them by giving them everything that I can offer them and just being there for them and and kind of you know like if they go out and get on the podium or win a race, I'm sure it's gonna feel like I like when I would do it myself, right. you know, because I I uh, definitely. Have, everyone's playing a big part in this we have two really good mechanics brad the motor guy who works super hard and and then bobby our you know the team owner who's willing to uh let us do what we want to do to go out there and make sure that our bikes are at the top and able to go out there and win rock on um I actually, uh, I have a six and a half year old daughter and a four month year old son, or four month old son. Uh, and, and as I was reading through a lot of notes and stuff like that that I had been taking leading up to tonight, you know, I noticed. I think your wife had mentioned that that was a the, the age of your son, Crew. You know, when everything kind of went down uh, late la uh, late this January. So yeah, with with him being four months old, and and, and I know now, like he doesn't he kind of smiles and responds a little bit, but obviously there's no real communication, but you had your jaw wired shut. You had three jaw surgeries. So obviously you said that there was some, some, some strain on your family and stuff like that, but was it just like, it was, how was it trying to, you know, what you knew you wanted to be as a father, but then unfortunately what you 
you know, what you could only do just kind of because of your injuries and stuff. Just coming from a father to a father, yeah. you know? I mean, it was, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain the beginning part of it. It's all, like, so blurry to me. Like, I don't remember being in the hospital. I don't remember having my surgeries, like my first year surgeries. Or, you know, there's about a three-and-a-half-week period where it's just blank to me. Like, I don't really remember anything. And then even like for there for a while, like I would have a hard time remembering what I did the day before. So um, that I would say that had a lot to do with um, my decision just of not wanting to put myself or my family or anyone in that type of position again. Totally, totally respectful, but by all means, because I understand that and uh, it's become way more apparent. Um, with my own family, just, you know, kind of like when I go to work now, I don't just go, you know, when I used to go to work before I was married and we had kids and stuff, I just went to work. And now I'm like, well, I'm actually going to work so I can have money to then come home, support my family, all that kinds of stuff and yeah. what we do together. So absolutely respectable. Yes. Like, and then you're married to Andrew Short's sister. Did I get all, I mean, is that kind of how the brother-in-law part works out? Yeah. Okay. So how is that? Because he is in Texas now. We've been trying to hit him up, trying to hang out and just, you know, create a little bit of awesome. But uh, is that is that just like the craziest time ever? I mean, he just turned 30. How was that, you know, birthday? <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's super cool. Like we've been we've been together for a really, really long time. Like, uh, dude, I can 11 or 12 years I mean, now. She could probably hear you. So watch out. And, yeah. And um <laughs> It's just, like, they're seriously, like, I mean, family to me. Like, right. I could talk to them about anything, and it's just, uh, it's really, really cool. And, and just to have all that support around me of, of both sides for my family and her family. And and uh, me and Andrew are super good friends. We talk every week, a couple times a week, hang out, whatever, you know, and it's uh it's i wouldn't want it any other way that's for sure no it seems great uh with the re- relationship that you see that say like andrew short has with uh ken rocks and just it, everybody you know video and all that stuff it seems like yeah. being, being part of that would be absolutely phenomenal so you know i can only imagine that his sister is probably not just better looking but probably way cooler <laughs> as well so <laughs> and a female so it always helps out well, um, going forward, I always made it pretty easy. Like, I mean, she grew up around everything, right. so she kind of knew, I guess, how everything goes as far as a racer. Right. So it was pretty easy for me to go ride, train, do my thing, and not have any issues with anything. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it just everything's always been pretty smooth. So it's, I'm very thankful for every, like everything in my life and the life that I've had so far. Yes. As you should be. So, okay. Um, I, I hate, I hate to just kind of like keep feeling like I'm completely rolling off of Mathis's stuff, but he mentioned the, the moto inside the outdoors a lot. I've been watching it every single week and you're now a father. Yep. We've been seeing about all this kinds of crap about the industry and how, you know, it's it's taken advantage of these people and parents and, and just the, the conflict of interest there and with, say, like Josh Grant and his child. So moving forward, wh- how would you feel about your son growing up and then bec- try, maybe trying to become a professional racer if that talent and desire, you know, uh, blossoms? I mean, uh, I'm going to let my son do kind of what he wants. Like, right. 
that's what he wants to go after. I'm not going to hold him back from trying to make his dreams come true. And that's kind of what my family let me do. And, and so I'm not going to tell him, no, I'm not going to let you do that. Like if, if he's going to put all of his, you know, focus into it and really wants to go for it, then I'm hundred percent, you know, behind him yeah. to be there and give him and do whatever I can to help him get to where he wants to be. Which is again, the way it should be. Yeah. I'm kind of, yeah, I mean, that's if that's racing if that's going to college whatever it is i don't it doesn't matter to me yeah i'm probably going to be wind up supporting my son going to plumbing school but you know if he wants to become <laughs> a badass plumber you know whatever that's that's fine too again it's as long as he's happy and you know it doesn't break completely break the bank i guess we're probably you know kind of going along a happy path in a in an interesting medium but uh yeah. so with Kyle Cunningham, we did an interview with him, uh, I'd say probably about a month and a half ago. And then we got Jeremy yep. Martin. So Kyle Cunningham's been in the lights class for a very long time. Uh, Jeremy Martin, mm-hmm. his name has come up. Uh, obviously, his brother, Alex Martin. So tell yep. us a little bit about how you see these guys. Obviously, one's a West Coast, one's an East Coast. But some of their likenesses and some of their differences and maybe how, as in the training and stuff like that, how they're attacking, you know, coming forward to the new season differently. Or maybe similarly, I don't. I, I wouldn't know, but I would like to know from you. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle has his program pretty figured out, and um, I don't really try to change anything on him as he's uh, got everything scheduled really, really good, and and I know that he's doing everything right that he needs to be doing. So I'm not not worried about that at all. Like he um, he rides a lot, trains a lot. Like that kid is definitely really focused going into this year. And then uh, there's Jeremy, who's definitely a younger kid, but he definitely like doesn't lack the effort. <laughs> that kid will do whatever it takes. And it's cool. Like He rides. I, I haven't seen anyone ride as much as he does. And he's actually living in Florida, um, training at Ricky's house. So he's definitely taking the right steps to do everything that he can to succeed. So we just flew him out here on Monday and he's out here for a week and a half for testing. And then he goes back to Florida to Ricky's uh, farm and, and he's got a couple months to uh, button up what he needs to work on. Yeah. So he'll, it, so it, is it kind of weird that so many riders are going down to Ricky's and stuff? And maybe now that Ricky's a, you know, Carmichael's a team owner. So I mean, is that like a weird dynamic at all, or is that just kind of like people go and train at Carmichael's? That's it. Um, well, from what I understand, I don't think there's really too many people there. Like he helps his riders on his team, um, but from what I understand, I think the only two down there riding is Dungey and I, I believe Les Smith. So uh, there's really not that many people. Like if you say if you were to go like look at MTF or like some of those places where there's a, a a lot of kids at those ones, so he gets a lot of one on one time with uh, Ricky helps him, and then Ricky's mom has a lot to do with his program, and and they schedule everything out really really good for him, so it's pretty easy for him to uh, stay on track, and he it's good because he really trusts them, and which I understand it would be kind of hard not to trust from the Carmichael right. side, so. <laughs> It's cool, and it's cool to see him really make that commitment like his first year, like, all right, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to go out there and make sure I succeed at this. So it's cool. Hell yes. Okay, I see a ton of wicked awesome helmets behind you. So of the five that are up there at the very top, Uh which one's your favorite? And then what's the story behind it that would make it your favorite Uh helmet? 
Well, those are just a few. I have a lot more of my helmets in here in my office, but uh, I think this here. Let me grab this one's my coolest one. This one is probably like my favorite one. Um, Coroli sent it to me. So this is like one of Coroli's GP helmets from last year. So um, that's like my cool. That's one of my favorite ones. I think like just as a as a he sent it to me um, when we had my son and just like as a gift. So it was super cool and and he's a really cool dude. I got to meet him when I went over and did some races over there and got to hang out with him. And yeah, I was super pumped when I got that thing. But um, and then I also have like I've always kind of done. Um, where I keep my race helmet from every year and uh, front number plate off my race bike and a credential. So I have like those in cases too. Oh, wow. So yeah, I keep, yeah. I keep meaning to actually put together something. I've got a bunch of guys that, you know, I've like, I don't have a Corolla helmet, but I've got a couple jerseys from different guys and things like that. Things that are signed. And I keep meaning to do something with them put them somewhere and make it much better. But as you can tell behind me, unfortunately, that has not happened. Yeah. It is still a shithole in this room, and I figure one day it'll look like somewhat of an official moto office. If not, we'll just make it keep looking like a crappy office. So, I'm not, yeah. Well, I mean, mine's not really just moto. I got some family pictures, and then like on my front right here, because um, I'm super into cycling, and uh, I know Tom Danielson pretty good. And he sent me a jersey I got of his. So I got that frame, like a signed Garmin uh, Cervelo team from him from when he did the tour. Uh, like, and then I also got uh, Andrew Short's trainer is good, like knows Lance. Oh, okay. And he got a Lance Armstrong jersey signed when I got hurt. So I got that frame too. Damn. So my office got some, some decent cool stuff that I'm pumped about. <laughs> did Lance sign at one nut or did he actually put like Lance Armstrong on there? <laughs> he put Lance Armstrong that on jerk. there. <laughs> that jerk. That's funny. Um, so cycling, as in, are you more into road bikes, mountain biking, or do you kind of go back and forth, or what's the? How'd you get into that? Um, I just got into it from training, and then I've just really didn't really enjoyed it, and it kind of turned into a hobby for me instead of like a, a training tool. I don't know. I just really enjoyed going out and riding and getting away and. So that's kind of like, that was like my hobby when I race. Like I love to just get out on my bicycle for a few hours and just go out and ride and get away from everyone. Yeah. And imagine in Southern California, uh, weather-wise, is it a little bit easier to be able to do that all year round? I mean, you probably just throw like a long sleeve jersey on opposed to say like full, full like knitted kit and stuff like that or? Yeah. Yeah. This pretty, I mean, you pretty much ride year round unless obviously if it's raining that day, but you just leg warmers arm warmers and windbreaker and run it <laughs> yeah i know around here in texas man i think it was like 19 degrees today and i would not want to be thinking about trying to get out there and riding that crap that would just <laughs> absolutely suck man there's no way i'm actually way more of a mountain biker though uh, i've definitely done my fair share of road cycling just for kind of like training mm -hmm. towards like some of the mountain bike races that i've done but man i don't know what the deal yeah. is like getting out on the road bike sometimes i'm just kind of like yeah, I just got my first mountain bike uh, about two months ago. Unfortunately, I've only got to ride it like four times because I've been so busy. Wow. But um, it's definitely, definitely fun. Like I wish I would have got into it earlier. But hopefully, I can start sneaking out on it some more since uh, we've kind of got more stuff finalized. Well, um, I, I take it then that are you guys going to have the same? Are you going to have Cooper Webb added to the team? 
for outdoors? Is that how timing-wise that's going to work out? Yeah, Cooper, Cooper will race uh, the Spring Nationals in Texas, okay. the amateur stuff, and then um, come out here and start getting ready for income. Start dropping, dropping the gates a little bit faster, 40 guys. Um, so mm-hmm. that means that, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to go do much downhill mountain biking then if you were like to go, try to go out to Mammoth or Big Bear or something like that, huh? Um, I actually I went mountain biking at Mammoth in uh, – when was that? August. I went up there uh, for like three days and I uh, got to go do some mountain biking. It was, it was awesome. And then actually went up there in November, end of October, and we went up there right uh, for opening weekend and hung out in the snow. And I took my son sledding and stuff. So I've got to sneak up there a couple times. I like Mammoth a lot. Awesome. Yeah, I got a, I think it was back in like 99 or 2000, I actually went out to Big Bear for. Uh, yep. Some big like downhill Norba National back when Norba was still around, and that was like my first, my first like flight to go race expert and all that crap <laughs> and everything, and that was like a whole new ball game. <laughs> it says like yeah. motherfuckers train out in California. <laughs> like, holy shit! So they're fast. So if you're gonna go play around doing some downhill, and you'll be all right. But if you're gonna go race, train because damn, kids are fast. So yeah. um. Uh, you're- not gonna see me racing mountain bikes. <laughs> maybe, maybe for fun later on. I mean, you got a Lance jersey. You know, he races mountain bikes for fun. You could do. That. I don't know. You could do that. I have faith in you. I know quite a few people that that you would want to try to beat. That's cool. Uh, so expectations, just uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan on predictions because predictions can always you know just be screwed up. But I mean, expectations. You know, what do you want to see, you know, going in halfway through the season, into the season, and then going into uh, outdoors and stuff like that? Like, you know, what's going to make you the happiest? Uh, I, I just want my guys to be up front every weekend, and I'd love to see them get on the podium as many times as they can. And that would make me really, really happy. And, and Jeremy, I kind of got a little different goals for him. I just want him to get through the first couple races and, and learn what he needs to learn and be in the top five and then work his way forward from there, which I think is very possible. And um, Kyle, Kyle, I expect to be up front a lot. And I, I would – I don't even know what I would do if he won a race. Like I'd be so pumped, and that's what we're working for. Is I believe in that he can do that, and that's why I've been working so hard. Is you know I figured these guys are working hard, so I'm gonna work just as hard as them doing what I needed to make sure that that bike. And same with the motor guy, Brad. That guy, he works on the weekends. Like he's there until one in the morning. Like he does anything it takes right now. So um, definitely. Our team is not lacking effort. I'll tell you that. Well, I would, I would think um, I have never been a part of anything that large. Maybe I don't know. Maybe my nine to five or eight to five job would be considered something that large. But I would imagine that in that situation, that everybody's wanting to put forth as much effort as possible because, in the long run, you know, nobody wants a bike to blow up, nobody wants suspension to be wrong, you know, nobody wants an Mm -hmm. email to be missed and hotel rooms to be wrong. So. Yeah. I, dude, yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not gonna be an A one, you know. I live in Texas and I have a regular job. We were talking about the family, all that crap. But you know, I mean, you're not coming to you're coming to Texas twice for Dallas and for Houston. So hopefully, we'll make this some super crosses and we'll kick ass and take names. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas, 
Texas round should be good. I know Kyle's excited for those because he's a Texas boy, so he always gets excited for those. So. Cool, man. Well, uh, I can tell your family's getting restless. That's no worries on our part, man. Uh, but just give a shout-out to at least where everybody can find you if they don't already follow you on all your little social networks. And uh, obviously, I appreciate you for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was uh, definitely cool to do this. I know it was kind of a, a hassle trying to figure a schedule out. I know you've been trying to schedule it for a while. I'm glad that we got it worked out. Um, I mean, I don't really tweet as much as I used to because I've been pretty busy, but um, my Twitter name's just Morris116, and then the same with, same with Instagram. It's just Morris116, and um, yeah, super excited. I'm a little bit once it comes yeah. to that. What's up, dude? Can you wave to him? So this is my son, Crew. What's up, Crew? <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, and um, maybe we could get get it worked out where we could get some more riders on here sometimes. Yeah, yeah, Crew, we're going to have you on uh, later on in life when you're future riding a Cobra or something like that, you know, 50cc for sure. Um, no, yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, last year I did do a little bit with uh, one of the KTM teams, you know, we got to meet them before the Dallas Supercross. We got to hang out and got to do an episode. So I don't, you know, just keep that in mind if you're coming into Dallas and it doesn't okay. seem too hectic or maybe Houston, whatever, however you think it would work. But I do have to tell everybody that this is Seat Time. You can find us at SeatTime.co. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Seat Time, and as well on Twitter. So Twitter, we're at Seat Time underscore CO. Uh, seat time, one word on Instagram if you want to follow us there and find us. Uh, I can't say thank you enough. Ryan Morris, I know you've been through a lot, but I think you've been through it for all the right reasons, and it seems like things are getting awesome for you, and we really appreciate you being on, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Remember that, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody.